did that happen? Like it flipped mm. the script for you. Like for you, you're just like, I own it and I let it roll off my shoulder and I just am who I am. It's a, a lot of that. Definitely. It comes down to personality. I was telling Stacy about this earlier. I'm very just like, listen, if you have an issue, it's your problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like don't project your problems onto me or like have that affect my life. I see. If we're friends, yeah. if, if this is a comment that you're telling me about my body out of some faux concern, I'm going to tell you it's probably because of your own insecurity. Mm. I'm okay with the way I am. I'm happy with the way I am. What about your life makes you feel like you need to tell me what I need to look like? Mm. Welcome back. I'm Stacy. I'm Alyssa. And, and this, this is Tea Talk. So we are at the tail end of the summer 2019 and there's been this quote that's just been kind of like the anthem, the motto, the mantra for women all around the world. And what's that quote, Stacy? Hot girl summer. <laughs> <laughs> and so we wanted to take a minute and kind of intro today's episode with why this even became a thing in 2019. This summer 2019 and how it's kind of taken over the internet. I love this slogan because it embodies what we as people have evolved in the last year or like this season, just like owning ourselves, right? And I guess when um, the term first was coined, it was coined by Megan Thee Stallion. Mm -hmm. And And she's a rapper. She's a rapper. And when she (laughs) tweeted this first, like she defined it as, you know, it's just about women and men being unapologetically themselves, having a good ass time, hyping up your friends, doing you and not giving a damn about nobody got what nobody got to say about it. This is a quote from her. <laughs> I don't talk like this. <laughs> <laughs> and just being the person that you you can be and being the life of the party and just, you know, being yourself. Yeah, so it basically boils down to like literally owning every inch of yourself and not being afraid to show it, literally not caring like what the world is is saying or thinking about you. And it's a lot easier said than done, but I have to say that seeing a bunch of women, especially on Instagram, like owning this and Mm -hmm. especially with the just huge movement of body positivity where women are really just like reclaiming their bodies and their identities has been really powerful. And so hot girl summer 2019, we're at the end of summer 2019. And so we thought this would be a really great time to talk about body image. Yeah. And it's been a topic that we've wanted to talk about since the beginning birth of Tea Talk. Like this is something that I personally have dealt with for all my life that I can remember. And I know, Alyssa, this is something that you have had to deal with um, in your life as well. And I know a lot of not just women, but people out there, body image is this huge thing that we struggle with. Yeah. And in full transparency, Stacy and I actually recorded an episode during season one on body image. Mm-hmm. And because one, it was something that was really important to us. Um, but also a lot of you uh, asked for us to talk about it. And um, so we did it. But the first time that we recorded it, we felt like we didn't accurately reflect 
our like true message about it. And it just kind of became something that didn't fully, I think, articulate our ultimate message. And so we didn't want to release it. Yeah, I think when we recorded this, it was probably like the third episode that we ever recorded yeah. and forever in our lives. Like very early on. Very, very early on. So we didn't really know how to verbalize or like bring what we were thinking into words. Yeah. And portray it in a way that we thought spoke our truth the best. Mm-hmm. And it almost became just like a super emotional. It was, it was a like episode. Honestly, a cry fest. Like y'all know Alyssa cries at the drop of a hat. <laughs> But even I was tearing up and that's when you know <laughs> that, that it's serious. It's serious, yeah. Yeah, and so on the first episode, while we're not saying like vulnerability is like a bad thing, because I definitely cried on that episode, <laughs> we just felt that we didn't fully articulate our message in the best way. Instead mm-hmm. of like really being like empowering about it, it almost just became like, let's relive our traumas. Yeah, <laughs> and like also just kind of putting a lot of blame where we thought our traumas came from. Yeah. And it wasn't, it just wasn't sitting right with us. Yeah. So this time around, we have, you know, however many episodes, more than 10 episodes under our belt. And we've had all of this time to kind of reflect and think about what message we really want to put out there about body image. Right. Because this is such an important issue. Yeah. So we want to do it right. We do, we do want, we want to do it justice and we want it to be the best that it can be for you guys yeah. as well. Which is why today is so exciting because we have brought on one of our dear friends that we have met through Instagram. And she is honestly one of the most inspirational woman that I have come across online and she's making a face right now but it's true girlfriend um I'll just share my story of like how I found Allison um I was scrolling on Instagram like I normally do and I think in my explorer page yeah curvy girl chic came up and I was like oh who is this beautiful Asian woman like first of all there are not that many like I feel mm-hmm. like Asian women with like really large I think Instagram followings especially in like the fashion space as someone who is a fashion blogger like anyone who's like Asian in fashion blogging I pretty much follow <laughs> but then I was like oh my gosh like Allison and like I see myself in her like this is amazing yeah and then I started stalking her and I was like wait we're I think we're local together (laughs) and then this beautiful friendship came about and so I just as an Asian woman like I just love that Allison truly owns who she is and inspires other women to do the same yeah and I actually discovered Allison way before I was on Instagram as an Instagrammer when I was still just like a normal human being using Instagram to post pictures of her food um (laughs) and her friends but at the time, I was actively searching for people who looked like me on this so- on social media, and because I was going through a lot of body image issues, body ch- my body changing, and I just I needed some sort of strength and like almost validation to show myself that hey, you're curvy, you're Asian, but that's okay. I think I was just looking up hashtags of body positivity and like curvy Asians or whatever. I came across her page and started following her from very, very early on. So Alyssa and I are both very, very excited to have her in our in-house studio today. In the very luxurious studio that we're in. (laughs) If you follow us on Instagram, you'll know what that reference is. Shout out to Calvin for letting us use his bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we are so, so excited and just thankful that Allison has decided to one lend her time but also her voice in this space because it's so needed so we're gonna give you the floor Allison to introduce who you are to our audience if they don't know who you are already thanks guys um so my name is Allison Tang I blog at curvy girl chic so I'm curvy girl chic on Instagram Pinterest literally everything basically I've been sharing my personal style for the last almost 10 years I think and it's just it's grown from 
from being strictly fashion to being more about body positivity. It's been about really embracing who you are, not being apologetic for it. It's just living your life and not feeling like your size has to hold you back. So fully embracing hot girl summer, but like hot girl all lifetime. Hot hot girl lifetime. (laughs) Hot girl all day or day. (laughs) I love that because honestly, when I started blogging too, part of my like motivation was to represent women that they don't look like the typical woman that you see in ads, right? Like I am a five foot Asian woman, but I'm also not skinny. Like I may be petite in like my height, um, but I'm curvier as a petite. Like I'm not a size zero, size six, like even eight. And like that in between sizing is like not often represented so like when I came across your page I just was like so inspired because I'm like I see myself in you like the fact that you're out there owning yourself as a woman who isn't a size zero you know and it's just like that to me was awesome to see that one you're doing it and it can be done right (laughs) like it just inspired me to keep going because I was Mm -hmm. like okay there are people who who need this right Mm -hmm. and like we we're doing we're sort of filling a void that doesn't always exist right and that actually was a lot of the reason why I started blogging it wasn't necessarily because of size I just felt like at the time I looked online looked at all of my favorite fashion blogs and there wasn't really anybody who looked like me not a lot of Asians in the space definitely not anyone who was plus size Mm -hmm. and I just felt like why not add to that conversation so started my blog and it just kind of took off from there when did you start it I want to say it was late 2000 nine. Wow. So you've been in yeah. the game for a bit. Yes. <laughs> She's one of those OG bloggers. Old She's now. a real OG. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that was like what? Like Instagram had only been around for like a couple years. Yeah. I don't actually, I think Instagram was after I that. think so too. Cause I know that's true. 2012 is when yes. I started it. Wait, so. 2009. Yeah. When I launched, it was literally just a website on Blogspot. Yes. No, yeah. You, Instagram wasn't a thing no. when you started. That's right. how you know you're real no, OG. Facebook was just around for a couple years then. No, Facebook was around, yes. Yeah. You're a real OG. Yeah, I love it. Real OG. No. So you kind of talked about what inspired you to start blogging. I guess we kind of want to talk about, like, what's your journey been like in terms of, like, body image? Mm-hmm. It's That's kind of an interesting question just because I, I can't really remember a time when I didn't feel okay about myself. Like, I'm sure... I think this has to do with the fact that I'm a Leo. I just have this unearned confidence. (laughs) And I I love that because give me some of that. So I just, like, I, I grew up with a very Asian upbringing as well. My parents would say things, or like my mom would say things, oh, you shouldn't wear stripes. You're going to make yourself look bigger. You shouldn't wear this. You shouldn't wear that. Or even, like, going back to Taiwan and seeing my family, and they would all make comments like, oh, she got even bigger from oh, the last yeah. time. Ugh. But Triggered. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are all these things that I remember, but it's not anything that I, like, keep with me. Mm. It's not something that would make me feel like I'm less than who I am, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like, just as an example, I've always loved fashion. So Mm -hmm. I grew up wearing heels. Like, I would wear heels to stuff. And my dad would look at my stilettos and he'd be like, can those even support you? Yeah. And, like, at the time, that was brutal. I remember going to the bathroom, dragged my friend in there with me, and I was, like, screaming. I was, like, so angry. Mm -hmm. I was like, "How, how can he say that? Like, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's so rude. And, you know, I'm only like this because of him. <laughs> He's the one who fed me growing up. <laughs> you know, I would say oh my things gosh. like that. But at the end of the day, like, I understand that it's not necessarily about me. If you're making these comments, 
It's about what you think of either yourself, what you feel like maybe you should be, what it's your own ideals. It's, it's your opinion. It's kind of like that saying, what, like, wolves don't care about the opinions of sheep. Mm. It's sort of where you have to stop caring so much about what other people think. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, you need to be the one who's happy. Yeah. And you need to be okay with yourself. So. And I think I went through very similar things as you when I was growing up, but I definitely did not take that approach. Um, (laughs) There are comments like it was just it was endless comments, right? Just from what I wore to how dark my skin was to the size of my boobs. Like I'm like, mom, your your boobs are the same size. Like I got them from you. It's not like I grew them (laughs) and like chose to have them. Right. You're like, I made the choice. Yeah. yeah, Right. (laughs) Like I didn't Um, buy them. Okay. (laughs) Right. You're like, they're from you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or just like comments about like, you're hungry again, or this is you're eating again, like all of that compounded. And it just wore me down. I mean, there was never comments from outsiders. It was always family. Mm. It was always family. And I think because growing up in a Western society, like I'm taller than most Asians, and I'm also bigger than most Asians. But in a Western society among non Asians, like I'm a normal size, right? But in my head, I was so much bigger. I thought I was way overweight. I was obese. And looking back at the, my pictures, my childhood pictures, I was like, I was skinny. I was like normal, you know? Yeah. I, was, I looked healthy. Like there was nothing overweight about me. Mm-hmm. But because of what I grew up hearing from my family, I always had that perception. And that's what led into my body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. And just like never really seeing my body as it actually looked, but believing mm-hmm. that I was a lot bigger than I actually was. And after I moved away from my mom when I was 18, going to college and stuff, every time I would go back, the first thing that would be said to me was a comment about the way I looked. And as much work as I did during the time that I was away from her on my confidence and on my like body image, it was like one step forward, three steps back. Mm. right the second she said anything so yeah that's where I'm coming from and it's been a journey to kind of tell myself what you were saying how that's just their opinion and it shouldn't affect how I feel about myself Mm -hmm. but because of how much I care about what my parents think of me it became what I thought about myself so has this ever been something that you've pushed back on so when you receive these negative comments do you ever let them know that it's not okay yeah, um, I think in the last maybe five or so years, mm-hmm. we I started having conversations with them or very emotional conversations, to be very honest, mm-hmm. um, about, you know, like when you say these things, it really hurts me. And like, I'm the way I am. And I kind of blamed them mm-hmm. for a lot of my actions and a lot of my body insecurities, my unhealthy relationship with food. Mm-hmm. And they're comeback was always well we're only saying these things because we love you and we're saying these things because we want you to be like to look like you're a part of you know like it's like that toxic (laughs) manipulation though of like i love you so much that i'm gonna like comment about the way you look so that you can help yourself you can help yourself so that you fit into the societal standards of beauty so that you won't have a hard time and after these conversations i realized that my mom has a lot of had a lot of body image insecurities when she was growing up like Mm -hmm. she always thought her limbs were too thick or she had her she had a lot of insecurities about her large breast size because most of her peers didn't look like her like 
most Asian people are small and thin. And we, my entire family, we're just, that's not in our genes. And so that's what always confused me too, because I'm like, well, right. why are you, why are you like complaining that I look like this when it's my DNA? Right. You know, actually, so my mom also, I can tell just based on how she dresses, mm-hmm. how she carries herself. She's insecure. Mm-hmm. She's insecure about her body. She's still skinny. She's like a size eight, 10 on most days. So what I actually found helps the most is being her hype woman. Mm. So I will be like, mom, you look great in that. You look bomb in that dress. Aww, like, I is this that. new? Cause you look great. <laughs> Wait, I love that. Yeah. So like I take her shopping, you know, I'm like, I'm always just in the background. Hot mama looking good. You know? <laughs> Hot mama summer. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And I feel like it's really helped her because when you don't have someone championing for you, you mm. just, you let all that negativity get to you and it just compounds itself. I think it's actually really incredible that you have that confidence mm-hmm. for yourself because when I look at you, I'm like, I wish I could have had an Allison in my life when I was five no. years old. Got you, girl. Because <laughs> I had a very similar experience with Stacy. It's like, you know, growing up in an Asian household, especially as the only girl in the house, mm. you were it. You were the only girl. So you have that magnified attention. Your body shape is more important than my brothers who like also struggle with weight, mm-hmm. but like never got any comments. Mm-hmm. But because I was the girl, it was like all the focus was on me, right? And as somebody who was overweight as a child, it was like amplified because every single day it was like, not only did I get comments from my mom or my family, I got mm-hmm. comments from my stupid little brother, oh. like who would just be like, yeah, fat and things like that because they heard it because from- Because they heard it from your They parents. heard it from yeah. my mom. Yeah, and right I'm not, and I don't want to bash my family, but it is something that I experienced was just a lot of internal self-hatred mm-hmm. because- the people around me who the are supposed who to be love you the most, right, yeah. love me the most yeah. are saying things about me. How can I love myself? Yeah. Right. So then what do you think has helped you kind of come out of that? Yeah, it's not until I was an adult. So it took me many years mm-hmm. um, and it was actually post-college. So I would say it took me moving across the country mm-hmm. <laughs> and literally getting away from my family and literally embarking on my independent journey of like, what does it mean to be Alyssa away from her family Mm -hmm. that I finally discovered my own power, right? Like of working out, changing my diet because I wanted to feel good, not because I want, I needed to lose weight for my family. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't until I was, I would say like 25 that I finally had this realization that like I'm in control of like me. Right. Mm -hmm. And even if my family has comments about my weight, like I need to be okay with myself so that I can live happy. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect because trust and believe I'm have I still have really bad body image days mm-hmm. um but I am years and eons away from where I used to be as a child because as a child I really did think that like I was worthless like in terms of like my body and like I didn't think anybody could love me because I was overweight mm-hmm. um and that really stemmed from comments that were made as a young child yeah and like your parents oftentimes especially Asian parents don't realize that they're yeah they say it like we're helping you mm-hmm. right I just want the best for you yeah but that does so much damage for a child who's already sensitive, right. like me. Like, I was yeah. already a sensitive yes. child. <laughs> yeah. On top of being insecure, on top of, like, growing up in a white community mm-hmm. and being the only Asian girl, mm-hmm. feeling different already. And then it's like, I go home and I'm already feeling like right. I'm unwanted. So yeah. So what about you, Stacey? How have you, how have you like, gotten out of that negative mindset? What are some of the things that helped? For sure. Um, I think my biggest insecurities were my, my weight mm-hmm. and as well as my height. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, so a I lot am, of people would kill for that height. Yeah. And, and, and that's, and, but the thing is, that's what I'm realizing now. Yeah. But because I am 5'8", and most of my friends are also Asian, they're all, you know, 5'5 five, five or under, and Alyssa's sitting over there at five feet tall. Yes, uh, I am. <laughs> Proudly standing at five feet. Yes. Growing up with that, you know, or standing in a circle of friends, I'm constant. I was constantly crouching, like slouching, to be at their level, to not look different. And I also developed a lot quicker. So I am a little. I'm curvier than most Asians too. So I would. <laughs> and 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 that's the thing. Like to the outside eye, like that. These are all positive things or things that society desires right like people want these things people would love to be tall they get breast augmentations to get bigger boobs and stuff but to me because of just the the environment that I grew up in and also the comments that were made from my mom like I didn't view these things as positive and it wasn't until this is a funny story it wasn't until um I saw a story from a blogger who like they did a poll on the Instagram I think this was like polls just came out on Instagram and she was just doing fun polls, and one of the polls was like, um, if you could take away one cup size or two inches to your height, which one would you choose? And it was meant to be a fun, like, little quiz, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. I literally sat there for, like, 20 minutes thinking about this. <laughs> I, like, paused the, like, I was holding onto my screen, like, right. pausing it. I was like, which one would I choose? Like, imagining myself the same height with one cup size smaller or same boobs and weight, like, two inches shorter. And I was like, at, at that moment, I realized, I'm like, I love the way I look. Mm-hmm. I am perfectly proportioned like I'm actually I'm perfect I love it mm-hmm. <laughs> that is your Aries coming that's out so amazing. strong right now no, no that's that's my Leo that's my Leo rising that's your Leo rising yeah and in that moment I was just like all of that hatred towards my height towards my weight towards my cup size like I was like no you know what Stacy like you look great yeah you're amazing you know and hey girl from that from then on I started wearing heels more I'm like you know what I'm just gonna embrace my height and then in terms of like dating I always felt like the man should be taller a lot taller than me mm-hmm. but again that's really hard to find if I'm only dating Asian like right. they wanting them to like be taller than me I'm just like you know what if I'm taller than you with heels on like it is what it is yeah yeah or like do better you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, because that's totally Girl. possible for men. Just grow five inches. Do better with your. It's like if I can wear heels, you can wear heels. Too. <laughs> you know what? They can too. Like yeah. who's telling them? But I also think that like just reminds me the power of like you always want what other people have, right? Mm-hmm. And then you never know that people may be looking at you and wishing they had what you had. Mm-hmm. And that's actually what's given me perspective is like, okay, there are all of these things that I'm nitpicking and you know, I feel insecure about. But at the end of the day, it's like there are worse things that could be wrong with yes. me, right? Right. And like, yes. no, seriously. And it's like I'm so blessed that like I am able bodied. Right. And like here I am con- like complaining about like my chin that popped my double chin that pops out you know in my photos and it's like those are just like such silly things mm-hmm. in this grand scheme of life right and actually what made me realize this was a year ago when mm-hmm. I was going through like really intense like chronic illness mm-hmm. and like I lost the ability to exercise 
I was just like, I was like, holy crap. Like, here I am, like, complaining. Oh, my gosh, I'm getting emotional. We got to our box of tickets right here. Ready for her. We knew like, this was going to happen. I am getting emotional about, you know, like, being sad about the way that I look because my body isn't perfect or whatever. But then I was like, I can't even exercise the way that I used to. I can't go running because my body just won't allow me to right now. And that's what made me realize, like... I have to start loving myself as I am because this life and this body is not guaranteed. Right. And like my health in the grand scheme of things, like if I, like if I can't even do the things that I'm used to doing, like why am I hating on like the way that my thighs look? Yeah. When I can't even go on a run. Yeah. When those thighs carry you. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it, I'm day. getting emotional because it like brings me back to a year ago when I was like mm-hmm. literally bedridden and I couldn't get up because I was like so much, in so much pain and I couldn't go exercise. And those are the things that like I used to love doing because I was like, okay, I'm active. I want to try and like get fit and stuff. And then I was complaining about, you know, the size of my pants and then I couldn't run. Like it gave me the perspective of like, you really have to just, you have to love yourself as you are because your body is the only one body that you get yeah. mm-hmm. you're born with it and like yeah. you're perfectly made the way you are and you are meant to be the size you are like that's just it and there are things that I can improve about myself but at the end of the day like if I don't have like it just gave me perspective of like what my body can do for me mm-hmm. like yeah. not losing the ability to exercise and then like having that perspective of like a month ago you were so in your head about the size jeans you were wearing and now you can't even go on a run like what's really important yeah and so like it is actually like hitting rock bottom like chronic illness and facing all these health issues that actually made me realize like I need to love myself because it it's this body that I've been given and like I have to just love it like Mm -hmm. she's doing so much for me like she's healing me like I'm now a year later like able to run and that's like every time I'm on the treadmill like I'm no longer like saying like negative things it's like thank you yeah like body thank you like a year ago I couldn't do that I couldn't sweat like I couldn't do any of that because I was in so much pain Mm -hmm. but now it's like that perspective of hitting rock bottom with chronic illness made me realize like I have to stop being so hard on myself Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that shift in the mindset is so powerful the shift in the mindset that where you look you're judging your body on how it looks versus thanking your body for what it does for you how much it works for you every single day the fact that we have working limbs the fact that we have strong muscles that carry us through our days the fact that it heals us from within like realizing that that is what we should be focused on rather than the aesthetics of it is so powerful yeah and that really has transformed my image of myself Mm -hmm. right and it's not like I'm perfect like I definitely wake up with hard days of like not feeling in my body but um whenever I go to the gym like I no longer go because I want to punish myself right because I ate something that I shouldn't I literally go to thank myself like to thank my body that you're able to do so much and like I move because I want to thank my body I move because I want to feel good and I don't view exercise anymore as like a punishment because I used to Mm -hmm. um as a kid it was like I really felt like I had to work out because I like needed to work off whatever I ate or because it was like I had this pressure to like fit in a certain size but Mm -hmm. truly like when I say like the transformation happened it was because I had a really hard experience with chronic illness and that's the silver lining in all of it like it really did give me such gratitude for my body because before I again was so obsessed with like the way it looked Mm -hmm. and then it gave me perspective to be like you need to thank your body for what it can do yeah because again your situation could be a worse definitely gives you a lot of perspective yeah.
one of the things that people misunderstand about body positivity is that it's not that you have to be absolutely happy with where you are on your journey, where you are in terms of your weight. Even if you're trying to lose weight, even if you're trying to gain weight, a lot of people are maybe not happy with the fact that they're not well endowed or they want to work on their musculature, something like that. Um, I know even my husband, like he's always wanting to work out more and like build up his muscle and all of that. You can still be body positive and want to improve yourself. Yeah. So it's not like I need to stay at this weight forever. Mm-hmm. It's just not letting your weight hold you back from living your life. And yes. I feel like that happens so often. I get messages from people all the time that are just like, like, I can't believe you do what you do. And I'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, you've really inspired me to buy an outfit. I hadn't been shopping because I was waiting to lose the weight. Mm -hmm. And I think a a blogger friend of mine, Cece, she coined the term, don't wait on your weight. Mm -hmm. And that is so, so true because you only have your one life. Mm -hmm. Why waste it trying to change yourself and like not living your life in the meantime? And kind of going back to that whole comment about where people say, oh, you're so, you know, you're so amazing for what you do. Like, I always, I always get a little taken aback by that statement just because why is it so remarkable? Why is it so revolutionary for someone who is plus size, someone who is fat, someone who is larger to live their life? Mm-hmm. For me, it's just like, the I'm just doing brave. my thing. Yes, using the word brave. The word brave. <laughs> well, there is nothing crazy about no, what I'm doing. Or like showing up as I am. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm literally putting clothes on, taking a photo, and posting it to the internet. But, and somehow that's insane. But it shows <laughs> but that shows you the societal yeah. programming, right? Right. Of where we have been conditioned to believe that a certain body type, mm-hmm. and let's be real, like race, right, yeah. is beautiful. Or is mm-hmm. the only accepted body Yeah, type. and because of right. that, when you don't fit that mold, it is revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Right. It is courageous. Yeah. And, like, I know that you don't see it as courageous and you might not see it as, like, that. But, like, just so you know, like, people do look to you as, like, a source of inspiration Mm -hmm. because you are living a truth and a a life that others just aren't. Yeah. And and to be honest, like, everything that you've said so far, I'm like, where does this confidence... (laughs) I need this also. (laughs) Like... Like, I feel like we went through the same thing, but then you came out of it, like, completely okay. Well, I'm just curious. I'm a Leo's son. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm literally a man. I love this, though, because, yeah, you talk no, about, like... No, honestly, yeah. Leo's of, are great. All of these things that happened to you, and I was like, wait, but it made me into, like, a really insecure, yeah. like, oh. and then I'm like, wait, how did, how did that happen? Like, it flipped mm. the script for you. Like, for you, you're just like, I own it, and I let it roll off my shoulder, and I just am who I am. It's a, a lot of that definitely, it comes down to personality. I was telling Stacy about this earlier. I'm very just like, listen, if you have an issue, it's your problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, don't project your problems onto me or like have that affect my life. I see. If if we're friends, yeah. if, if this is a comment that you're telling me about my body out of some faux concern, I'm going to tell you it's probably because of your own insecurity. Mm. I'm okay with the way I am. I'm happy with the way I am. What about your life makes you feel like you need to tell me what I need to look like? Mm. It's just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And I'm like, so I just, I try and have them think about why they feel the need to make that sort of comment. And a lot of times it's well-meaning. Um, or they, they think that it is. Right. Or they think that it is. It's yeah. just not well-informed, yeah. I guess. Mm. 
I think that I'm slowly getting to that, like, right where it's like, if someone makes a comment about the way I look, it's kind of like, wow, I'm, I'm sad for you, right? I'm sad that, right. like, there's something going on with you that makes you feel like my body is something that you need to comment on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but that's hard to undo when, like, you've lived most of your life really clinging to what other people think about you, right? And, yeah. like, holding it as truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, that inner work of undoing the truths that you think are true Mm -hmm. is is harder said than done so when you think about somebody who's in a situation um where they're not feeling good about themselves and maybe there's a lot of external voices telling them that they're not good enough what would you say to them to like help them start that journey of like positive body image i actually get this question a lot and i always start with cut out toxic relationships cut out negative thoughts so if you're finding that you're just drained like you're emotionally drained after being with someone and maybe they make you feel low then maybe that's something you should put on the back burner that relationship is maybe something that's not serving you right now mm-hmm. um and that applies to everything not just body image but specific to body image if you're hearing things from your parents if you're hearing things from family all of that it's hard to avoid but you just have to cut it out of your mind. Like you have to tell yourself, this is one person's opinion. It really doesn't mean anything. They're probably dealing with their own insecurities. They're probably dealing with their own issues. Process it and let it go. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is just understanding what to take in and what to let go. Mm-hmm. So cut out the bad stuff. And then the second thing is add in positive things. Follow people who look like you. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to friends who share similar experiences and, and kind of, you. exactly. Mm-hmm. And really just find your tribe that like makes you feel better about mm-hmm. yourself. That's really, you know, aside from that, supporting media that body, supports you. Yeah. Body inclusive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Basically her message is be friends with her because <laughs> <laughs> she's I will, the hype you she up. She's the ultimate hype woman. I'm literally just getting so much energy from her sitting right next to me. Yeah. I'm like, Allison, I need you everywhere I am. Yeah. Just, thank you. Um, well, I loved hearing that because it, it really is inspirational. Like mm-hmm. as somebody who did not have that mindset mm-hmm. growing up, like to hear another Asian woman like fully just like be like, I am who I am and like whatever you say about me like doesn't matter is is honestly it's a new way of thinking and while I have come a long way I still don't truly I think subscribe to that idea like when I wake up so like undoing what I have traditionally thought about myself Mm -hmm. is is hard but when I see people like you saying that I'm like yeah I can do it too yeah I can do it too I mean when you hear negative thoughts what voice is in your head like whose voice is in your head it's not your own is it I think that for a while it was like for a while it was like if someone said something about me I internalized it so it was like oh of course like what they said was true like you know these comments about my weight or like me being fat and like all this stuff is like okay yeah this is true like I need to change this about myself and then you know you could feel your self-esteem slipping and just like the unworthiness mindset and then like other things look like feeling like you're not worthy of a relationship because you're how could somebody love you at your size or whatever like those things have come up in my life you know and it's not like I'm not gonna sugarcoat it and say that I don't think about those Mm -hmm. things still do you feel like your relationships have helped you in terms of your body image for sure like honestly and I know this is gonna be like crazy but like it took like getting into a relationship to change the way I thought about myself it definitely helps a lot because it's a third party perspective and you see yourself through the eyes of somebody who loves you yeah because then I realized wait all of these things I literally can't stand about myself or thought were really like unattractive like end up being something that somebody else loves right and Mm -hmm. I'm like wow as much as I don't need someone else to validate me and be like now I 
love myself because somebody else did. It, it did help me, I think, develop a more positive relationship with my body. And I've been, I think, fortunate to have partners who have been very, like, supportive, supportive and loving, mm-hmm. you know, and help me work through my own insecurities. So yeah. that's really interesting because I think for a while in my life, I was looking to the, like, to men to validate my body image. And I, I feel like doing that for me personally was a big mistake. It was detrimental. It was mm. because then it was like, if I didn't have that, then I was not worthy. Yeah. You know, then I was constantly seeking the male attention and like seeing myself through the male gaze mm-hmm. and judging myself based on that. Also just being so judgmental of myself that I became judgmental of other people. And realizing that also made me realize that a lot of the times when other people are, like the haters on the internet, when they like talk bad on celebrities or other, like bloggers or people about their image, I'm like, they're probably not perfect either, you know? And they're saying these things because they're insecure about it. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that because I saw that reflected in me. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of hard, especially in the age of the internet where everybody feels okay voicing their opinion even if it's not something that is that that they would like say to a person's face yeah so I get hater comments that are like oh well you're promoting obesity or you're like the reason why my kid's gonna grow up fat okay first of all that's so but I remember actually you posted in your story one time you like literally posted a picture of like food yeah it was McDonald's (laughs) And then somebody commented and was like, how dare you promote, right? right? It was like promote yeah. an unhealthy lifestyle or something yes. like that. And First I remember because I DM'd you back and I was like, oh no, they didn't. <laughs> I'm like, who are they? Let me come after them. I was like, First of all, International McDonald's is amazing. It <laughs> is. Who doesn't want to see you? better what than American McDonald's. It's at McDonald's yes, and other places. Exactly. But it's just one, I don't tell you how to parent your child. Mm-hmm. If your child is following me on Instagram and I'm posting something that maybe isn't what you want them to see, that's on you. Yeah. Rem- unfollow me. It's fine. I'm not going to cry. Also, your content like, is never like, you should do this. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm literally just like, hey, check out what I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, I don't, I kind of don't understand it because I don't hate follow people. Yeah. If I mm-hmm. dislike someone's comment, I quietly go away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I will never understand why someone feels the need to leave hate on a page. Mm-hmm. Um, that goes back to people being so insecure about themselves. Right. If they have to bring that sort of self-hate onto someone else to be like, now I'm miserable, so now you need to be miserable too. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I that's another thing I absolutely will not internalize. I will delete block goodbye we do not ever need to speak again so let's talk about like the first time it's happened like did you as somebody who like did you just like let it roll off your shoulder did it impact you in any way it okay I've definitely gotten more used to it now I think back when I started when I was like a little baby blogger Mm -hmm. it was less common back then still yeah because it was far more like a community mm-hmm. rather than a media outlet pushing content out. Right. It was much more about a conversation, which I kind of miss, which is why I love stuff like this. But I think probably the first comment I got was just like, oh my God, like, ew, you're so gross. 
Mm. or something like that. And I'm just like, oh, well, okay. I'm just going to go be sad about it for a little bit. And then you think, I literally don't know this person. I have never met you in my entire life. We have never once spoken. You left this comment based off of one photo that you saw of me. I'm sorry if it offended. Actually, I'm not even sorry. Sorry, I'm not sorry. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not sorry it offended you. But you don't need to be here. Also, what is so offensive about me posing in my outfit like yeah. you can just not I'm sorry look for at it. you don't have to look at this and like, like nobody you invited exactly. you to my page like exactly. you made the choice to come here mm-hmm. right he doesn't even go here right <laughs> <laughs> also was it a he i think or she a woman okay because if it was a he it's like also like this is not meant for you no yeah no i actually no most comments from guys are like weird yeah creepy. they're creepy oh yeah like, they're hey, the baby. ones in my unopened dms Uh, no it's usually it's actually usually females or people who come out leaving health advice those things are ridiculous where they're like you need to go get your BMI checked I you know you're gonna die in five years because of your blood pressure hold me back girl hold me back I know but at the end of the day I just don't care about their opinion you also kind of have to laugh at that right you really do like it's kind of comical and hysterical to think that somebody thinks that they have any expertise over my health yeah <laughs> through or a that screen, I would care or that I would take their <laughs> advice as word right like yeah I'm gonna go and listen to you yeah. like stranger on the internet <laughs> I'm like thank you I have medical professionals yeah <laughs> I was like, wow, you care so much about me. Like, do, do we need to start, like, publishing our, like, blood tests online? Like, yeah. this is, like, the new wave of, like, social media is, like, people just feeling like they need to be in your business. Yeah. And, and it's it's really inexcusable, in my opinion, because it's not something you would say to somebody's face. No. no. Walking That's into a grocery okay. store, if I'm standing in the produce aisle and a woman came up to me and was like, you need to get your BMI checked. <laughs> I'd, I'd be like, ma'am, I'm going to need you to step away from the cantaloupe. Just because I will hurl it at you. Yeah. I'm going to test this on Right. Is this ripe? Right. <laughs> Pop it on your head. Like, if you would not say these things to a person that you're standing in mm-hmm. front of, don't, don't say, say it, it on the internet. Don't say it. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, that was yeah. such a tangent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think when you have, when you grow your following, right, you open yourself up to more public scrutiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that, you know, as I'm like, you know, I'm just a baby blogger still, but it still like crosses my mind. I'm like, who's actually like really looking at my page. Right. And like, I have been very fortunate not to receive any hate yet, but like, or I'm saying yet because I feel like it, it will happen at some point. But yeah, I think that advice is really helpful for just anyone who's on the internet, especially if you're a young person. It's like, don't also look at pages as the source of truth. Know that a lot of things that you mm-hmm. see online are highly curated and and highly edited mm-hmm. on that note. That was one that was like one of the my first steps to to healing. Um, I unfollowed every celebrity influencer that I felt like was like the ideal body type like that, mm-hmm. you know, like the Kylie Jenner esque, yeah. you know? <laughs> I unfollowed all of them because I'm like, this is hurting my mental health by having it on my feet constantly mm-hmm. because I'm bombarded by all of these images that I feel now I feel like I should look like that and so instead I replaced them with body inclusive body positive people that looked or reflected what I looked like what I wanted what you aspired what I aspired to be but in a realistic sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so people like Allison models like Mia Kang like those are the people that I like look up to or make me feel like I'm normal and I'm okay 
Yeah. And I really even hate that word normal because I feel like it makes you feel like there is a one way to well, yes. be, right? Or yeah. just, it's really just like embracing the fact Accepted. that, yeah, it's like yeah. really embracing the fact that like literally all bodies are so different mm-hmm. and like you will never and look the like the person next yeah. to you, you know? Right. And, and again, I just go back to this idea of like what you hate about yourself is literally what someone else wants. Yeah. Like there are people out there who could be looking at you and saying, I wish I looked like you or I had these features. And then you're sitting there in a room hating on those things. And it's like, that's just an endless vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. That's not healthy for anyone. And, you know, I just really view it as just like gratitude. Like the way that, you know, has helped me just change my mindset is literally gratitude. Like I know that I do that all the time. Thursday, grateful Thursday or thankful Thursday. Mm-hmm. But it really is the anchor in my life that continues to just put perspective in my life of like your situation honestly like is is great right like all the things that you complain about about Mm -hmm. your body or your life it's like those are non-issues to other people like you just need to be grateful for like what What you have have. right my size a and a half cup boobs I I am grateful for you like you know and even though when I was a kid I wanted like really big boobs and you're like like, thank you for existing yeah and it's like well thank you you have boobs Alyssa like come on Mm -hmm. like you know it could be worse and you know there's women who are going through like severe health issues and where they're losing their breasts and and here I am complaining about the fact that like they're small so it's just like it's perspective perspective is everything yeah and I think what people have to keep in mind especially when it comes to social media is that you're scrolling through people's highlight reel yeah it is only the best thing you know they took 300 photos to get that one shot yeah i think that number's a little low actually (laughs) (laughs) like you want to see my sd card from when we do photo shoots you should have seen like our beginning stages stages stacy and i when we were shooting together literally a thousand photos of like one outfit Exactly. Yeah. And people are always going to post the one where they feel like they look their best. Mm-hmm. And you, then on top of that, edit it. Exactly. Filters on filters on filters. Yes. Of course I'm going to face, you tune. know, <laughs> editing. Exactly. Yeah. All of that. So, so much of that gets edited and what you're seeing at the end, it's not that it's not genuine, but it's almost commercialized. Like yeah. it's been warped. It's been changed to fit into the Instagram aesthetic. Yeah. Right. So it's just, you have to take that into account. What you don't see is behind the scenes, I'm sitting in boxer shorts on my couch editing these photos in my glasses, a tiny bun, and like, there's nothing glamorous about that. Yeah, 90% of my time I look like a potato. Exactly. Potato. potato. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, girl. Well, you're a sweet potato. Oh, Oh, do you see this? We can keep keep the potato thing going on. (laughs) Potato life. I love because we're just all potatoes. Yes. I love it. Yeah. And it's where, like, on a day-to-day basis, I don't ever worry about people recognizing me because I'm not wearing makeup. <laughs> I love it. Oh I'm just my like, gosh. literally nobody will, like, know it's me. I'm totally fine. <laughs> Have you been recognized before? Yeah. A couple times. Ooh. Yeah. And it's always a little awkward. <laughs> yeah. oh. I'm just like, oh. So if I ever, like, run into you in the street, I'm really sorry. Because as a human, I'm a little awkward. <laughs> so I'm like, well, okay. So I went to a boba store and the girl is like, hey, are you a blogger? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, no. Okay. She's the one who's awkward here. You're not awkward. She is. You just answered her question. Oh. Oh. Yeah. And I'm just so like, what was your response? Oh, okay. Okay, thanks. Like, I'm gonna go. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> and 
it's just, you know, so I'm sorry if that was someone. You're like, that's listening. Yeah. <laughs> if that was you, sorry. well, work on your opening message, please. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's always really interesting, especially when people recognize me without makeup. Mm. I feel like then I'm super self-conscious. Okay, let's talk like, about this, this a little. Thing. I don't do we have time? Yeah, we got time. Let's let's talk about this a little. So I still get self-conscious when I walk out the door with no makeup on. Mm-hmm. How what are your feelings about this? Monday through Friday, I've got nothing on my face. Okay. You're lucky if I've moisturized. <laughs> <laughs> I literally need to steal and bottle up this confidence and just like drink it on the days that I need. Because here's the deal. Your girl don't have any eyebrows, okay? I never had eyebrows since I was like born out of the womb. Never had any Same. eyebrows. So <laughs> literally my big like... Eyebrow challenge. <laughs> like if you see me without my eyebrows, like that means I freaking trust you because like that is a vision of myself that I can't even see sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard for me to look in the mirror sometimes and be like, oh god. But listen without eyebrows is like an actual potato. But um <laughs> But so like I I really admire it. Like I really do. I will say though, when I'm at the gym, it's like you get potato Alyssa. Like yeah. zero makeup. Who has time for that? Absolutely zero. And like for some reason, like I'm actually okay there. So I don't know why mm-hmm. it is at the gym that I can do it, but like if I were to go to like to the mall, like I I don't know why. It's different for me. For me, even going to the gym, I need to put my eyebrows on. No. Yeah. What? Mine would sweat off. And I have microbladed eyebrows. Oh my god. Girl, I'm about to get (gasps) microbladed eyebrows. But but the thing is, like, I I also suffer from, like, acne. And going outside without, like, at least a layer of, like, light foundation or concealer on is... Like I have, I do do that because I'm not, I'm not crazy. <laughs> I mean, okay, I, I do do because <laughs> I, I do do that, but it's like usually going to the grocery store. But I, I notice myself when I don't have makeup on, and when I do have makeup on, my demeanor and my body language, mm-hmm. the way I carry myself, is completely different. When I don't have makeup on, I'm usually avoiding eye contact. Oh, I'm usually like looking down a lot. I try to hurry my like whatever I'm going out to do. Mm-hmm. But when I'm when I have makeup on, I stand up a little taller. I look people For in sure. the eyes. I smile a lot more. I'm just that much more confident. And right now to me it's like I know that might be a part of me that I might need to work on, but I also enjoy p- putting on makeup and I like seeing myself with makeup on. Mm-hmm. But I do would love to get to a place where it's the same and it's not a crutch that I use to be a functioning human being. Right. I think a lot of women can resonate with that because we see ourselves like through the lens of others too, right? And so if we think that other people view us indifferently when we have makeup, then yeah. we kind of view ourselves differently. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, I definitely just feel more confident when I have my eyebrows on. Like it's just fact. Yeah. Um, and I know that I have work to do too, is just like love myself as I am. Mm-hmm. And eyebrows are not like <laughs> you're the same person um and so I think that like yeah while it's like there's nothing wrong with wearing makeup there really isn't right because it is a form of self-expression it's like yeah. it is it's like cre- your creativity comes yeah. out too and to be honest like makeup is fun it is um so I don't think there's anything wrong with it but to your point like if it's to the point where it's like you have to because you feel like less than mm-hmm. then of course, there's maybe something to unpack there, which for me, like, definitely is. Like, I, I don't know what it is. Like, if I go to the gym, like, I can do that. But if I, like, go out, like, to dinner, like, I can't mm-hmm. not wear makeup. It's the weirdest but, thing. I don't know, like, what like, it is. If you're going to the gym with friends, mm-hmm. would, you wear would, would you wear makeup? 
Uh, I've I've gone to the gym with friends and I haven't worn makeup and maybe it's because like in the gym I feel like it's a zone where it's like acceptable s- yeah acceptable be, not yeah. to have makeup on yeah. yeah whereas like if I go to like dinner mm-hmm. with my friends or like the gro- what about the grocery store grocery store I've done it before but like generally speaking if I like had it my way I'd have at least my eyebrows on Wow. It's my eyebrows. It's that. It's like literally. It's literally just the fact that you. just your eyebrows. I want to have eyebrows. I just need, like, I I don't feel like I look, you know. (laughs) I just feel like my eyebrows are so thin that it just makes me look like a different person. Gotcha. So that's kind of where it comes from. But I don't know. It's hard. It's like a love hate relationship because I want to get to the point where I feel like I can just walk out the door and be like, yay. I think for me, like, I definitely feel. Like, I feel pretty when I have makeup on, but it's the equivalent of putting on a cute outfit, too. Yeah. For me, like, I I think one of the things you guys had asked before was, how do you feel better when you're having a bad day? And for me, it's like putting on a cute outfit, like Mm -hmm. doing something for myself that makes me feel nice. And it's more sort of that self-care, that sort of self-service, rather than it being for other people or like how other people see me. Like, yeah, I want to put on my pretty dress. Like you. of course that's yeah. yeah that's gonna make me feel better yeah. Yeah. and you're right Definitely. it's it is I think like a personal thing too it's like it makes me feel good about myself yeah, yeah. in which case if that's why you're doing yeah. it do it yeah there's exactly. no reason not to at that point yeah. it's I just think doing things point. for other people is not necessary right. do it for yourself yeah absolutely and you know what I put my eyebrows on for myself yes so <laughs> yes, girl, girl. <laughs> it's for me yeah but yeah no I think that you covered so many like important points here today and so as we kind of wrap up today's episode I'd love for you to maybe like leave our audience with like one last bit of encouragement like what is kind of the takeaway that you want um folks who are listening today to remember as they carry on with their day I think one takeaway that I would say is just live your life don't wait for people don't wait for your weight at all don't feel like you have to be held back because of your size the way you look you know your acne whatever like live your life without apologizing for it there you only get this one so unless you reincarnate but (laughs) it's it's just it's a waste to not. And that whole idea of self-love really comes from knowing that this is what you've got. This is the hand you've been dealt and you just need to embrace it. Yeah. Don't let other people's opinions or what they think you, your life should look like keep you from living the life that you want to. I love that. that. I'm going to remember that on the day that I'm like having a hard day. Can I just like like, call you every morning so you can like hype me up? I actually might need you to. Like queen, that outfit, (laughs) those brows. Yes. (laughs) You should just make videos of just like hyping people and then you look great without your eyebrows. I just need Allison to tell me that and then I'll be fine. You really do. I need like a smart mirror with like you in the corner. Woo! Yes, girl. Press play. Yes. <laughs> Repeat. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today and just sharing your like journey and also just opening up, you know, for all of the women that are listening and for your audience who obviously like follow you for a reason, mm-hmm. you are an inspiration. And as much as you might think it's not like brave or courageous, just know that like you are a trailblazer in your own right. And thank you. I definitely look up to you for just like you owning yourself inspires me to own myself even more. Mm-hmm. Right. And like mm-hmm. we need women like that who empower other women to love themselves as we are. 
Yeah. And you reminded me today that, you know, again, like we really get this one life and this one body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's such a big thing. Like when you think about that, it's like you've been given this and it's like, don't take it for granted. And right. so whenever I'm having those hard days, I'm just going to continue to remember that like my body works for me every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I should stop fighting or resisting what is right like mm-hmm. the, my body is what it is and yeah. there is just so much to be grateful for in terms of like what it can do mm-hmm. and so I know that when I continue my journey of self-love like that is what I continue to hang on to is like thanking my body for what it does for where it's been mm-hmm. for how it's Absolutely. healed yeah like a year and a half ago like yeah. I just think about anytime I hate on myself I'm like Alyssa where you are today is where you wish you were a year and a half ago yes <laughs> Like, you have so much to be grateful for. So, like, I really am grateful for this life, for this body, because it, it has healed mm-hmm. in so many ways. And mm-hmm. um, that's what continues to drive me. And it's just like, Alyssa, you get this one body. You don't have time to hate on her. Like, <laughs> she's, she, we got places to be, like, people to see. And, like, there's no time for that self-hatred. So, I just thank you for just your your spirit and your encouragement. And yeah, of course. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I just, my takeaway from you is to just hype myself up every day and just like love me for me, you know? And Good. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Because we love you for you. So. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Hot mama. Hot potato. Hot potato. Hot potato. <laughs> Sweet potato. <laughs> so we just want to give you a chance right now to plug all of your things, Allison. Where oh. can we find you? What's your blog? So all of our listeners can get a little mm-hmm. dose of your hype. Okay. <laughs> um, so my blog is curvygirlchic.com and on all my social media it's just curvygirlchic. Simple. At curvy at, at curvygirlchic. Give yeah. her a follow, yeah. y'all. <laughs> you will not regret it. Um, and if you are listening today, we'd love for you to take a screenshot and share it with uh, your audience in your stories. We love to see who is listening, where you're listening, and then when you guys write your little takeaways and like your favorite parts of the episode it just makes us smile because then we're like oh like you really listened (laughs) and then it just continues to inspire us to keep you know creating content for you all and uh, we just want to again thank you for giving us this space and this opportunity to just authentically talk about these things and got a little emotional today so thank you for (laughs) allowing me to be emotional but again this is a subject that just like brings so many feelings as I know it does for everyone so um we hope that today's episode just brought you a little bit of encouragement to love yourself as you are and to fill yourself up because again like we're all just beautiful humans in our own way hot potatoes in our own way (laughs) and um you can always find us on instagram at ttalk underscore podcast we have our website ttalkpodcast.com and please give us a review and rate on our itunes podcast because we still need more (laughs) but yes thank you for being here again and listening to us and we love you all till next time Bye. bye Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tea Talk Podcast. And as always, thank you for supporting us. Since Alyssa and I are both Asian American creatives, we wanted to find a way to give back to the community and support other Asian hyphenated who break the mold by being in the creative fields. So we thought we can use this space at the end of each episode to feature a musical artist from this community. This week's artist is July. July is a pop singer-songwriter based in LA. She recently dropped her first album called Fresh Face, a four-song project all about self-love and empowerment. You can find her on Spotify or at July Music on Instagram. This is Fresh Face. Please enjoy. From behind the makeup counter 
myself beautiful Seeing through the pretty lies Glitter turns into ashes Brushing on the smoky eyes Been easy to smooth away the shadows Harder to take away my lines Filled in the cracks of my foundation Finding my rejuvenation Wipe away without a trace Putting on my fresh face Throw away the broken mirror See myself for the first time Watch me wash away the urban decay Contours come from sunshine Filled in the cracks of my foundation Finding my rejuvenation Wipe away without a trace Putting on my fresh face Wipe away without a trace